This is a Diet of Brussels. Could we pause uh, Article 50? This question is one that's been going around the houses uh, over the uh, past week since the general election, that the uh, unexpected nature of the outcome, my gosh, it's the uh, leitmotif of British politics, isn't it? Unexpected outcomes of uh, popular votes. Um, this unexpected outcome really threw people into a lot of confusion. And at the point, certainly where it wasn't sure what would happen with uh, the Conservatives and the DUP, one of the options that was floated around was asking for a pause in the process. Now, uh, I think this is uh, a crucial question uh, and one that deserves some attention, which is why I'm doing this separately from the, the previous episode talking about the general election itself. Under the terms of Article 50 in the treaty, once the process starts, it continues uh, until two years has finished, at which point, if there's a deal, then there's a deal. Uh, if there isn't a deal, uh, then either the UK leaves with no deal or all parties agree that there should be an extension of time to, to find a process. So there's no provision for... Uh, pausing. Now, uh, here I think we need to be very clear about what we mean by pausing. What we're seeing right now in real life is something that is effectively a pause, that the uh, slated uh, start of substantive talks for the 19th of June uh, looks to be uh, in, uh, is jeopardy the right word? But yes, we'll say jeopardy. Um, uh, for the simple reason that we still don't have a final agreement and a confirmation of the agreement between the Conservatives and the DUP, and probably the Commission will insist on waiting until there has been uh, a vote in support of the Queen's speech, uh, which originally was due on the same day but now is likely to be pushed back, um, that uh, the Commission wants to have some certainty about who it's talking with and on what uh, authority. Now that is uh, a pause in the sense that uh, we're not starting substantive negotiations. However, it is not a pause in the sense of pausing the two-year period, that there won't be time added on at the end in the manner of a football match. Pauses of that nature are expected and likely as we go through. We've already been through a number of pauses uh, most obviously for the general election, that the uh, Commission's been ready for some weeks now uh, and has had to sit on its hands uh, whilst it waits for uh, the UK to be in a position to, to do anything. What's different, though, is a pause in the sense of can we stop the two-year clock uh, and uh, just uh, have some time to get ourselves together? Now, this is uh, much more uh, problematic, if not to say uh, uh, it's not impossible, but it's uh, effectively impossible. To do that would require the agreement already of all of the negotiating partners, so that's the 27 member states, the UK and the European Parliament, to, uh, to do this. And you know, in political terms, of course, you could do that. However, there's no good incentive for the EU to do this. Firstly, the UK has not really been uh, 
overflowing in its demonstrations of good faith, this process. Remember that it took uh, a good nine months to get to uh, notification after the referendum, uh, which almost immediately then was uh, put on hold as the uh, uh, general election was called, held, uh, run, uh, and uh, uh, the results uh, are reported, and now we have more delay because we don't have the outcome that was expected. So, uh, in the absence of that good faith demonstration, in the absence of any substantive negotiations uh, to go on, the EU has no real sense of whether uh, or to what extent the UK is actually serious about these negotiations and is in a position to do these negotiations. If this had all happened, uh, say, in six months' time, after there had been a round of negotiations, there had been some demonstrations that the UK actually was uh, trying to find solutions to all this that could find its backside from uh, its elbow, uh, that then uh, it would be uh, more likely that the EU would do that, saying, yes, they're trying, we understand that there are situations here uh, that pertain. And that's really the second reason, that uh, all of the things that have been delayed have been things that the UK has chosen to inflict on itself. There was no requirement to hold a general election, uh, and uh, it was very much on Theresa May's lookout. Uh, so why should the EU give uh, the UK any more uh, space and generosity uh, in this process than it already has? The third reason, however, I think is the, the most pertinent one, which is the danger of precedent. If you pause once, then it becomes much easier to pause again. And typically, we see in political action, is that once you set a precedent, it is much less difficult to use uh, for that situation to occur in future. That it creates a a viable political option, uh, and the uh, subsequent uses or potential uses of it tend to lower the threshold for that. So this time it might be because of a general election, next time it might be because of a change in personnel or some other uh, event out of uh, somebody's control. Now, uh, delaying, pausing in that sense is problematic because it potentially opens up uh, a dragging on of this process. It, it does open up a dragging of this process. You know, how, how, how long should the pause be? Do you have to fix a certain time? Uh, is it that you have to come back and say, yes, we're on pause now? Uh, yeah, it might lead to, you know, a potential uh, stasis uh, of this. The, you know, the, the temporary pause becomes a, a permanent one uh, in effect. Um, that clearly is relevant to the current case, but also in uh, any future instance that this uh, process might take place with another country, again, that will also apply. There's also, finally, uh, a practical point, which is that any pause in the, that hard sense of pausing also creates difficulties at the back end that uh, already... Uh, the EU uh, has an interest in concluding these talks uh, at the point that is originally foreseen, namely uh, at the end of March 2019, because in June 
uh, of that year, there are European elections, May and June. There are European elections. Uh, there's also going to be the new financial framework that comes in for 2020. Uh, it really would be much simpler and less complicated if the UK was not taking part in either of those sets of uh, events, either trying to elect MEPs potentially only for a few months or having to be included in the financial calculations for the multi-annual uh, framework, uh, which are already difficult enough and it would be simply just to have that issue pushed to one side. Ultimately then, a hard pause looks uh, out of the question and the, the fact that that has uh, died back uh, in the last couple of days I think really reflects that. If you are interested in having more time for Article 50 and clearly there are reasons why you might want to have more time given that the agenda still looks very ambitious even if you take the Commission's sequenced approach where Article 50 only covers the tidying up of issues and the establishment of a framework for a subsequent negotiation on trade, then the point to look at is at the end of the process, potentially in uh, about uh, a year's time. At that point, hopefully, uh, from uh, both sides' uh, perspectives, there will be a resolution of uh, the uh, liability side of things, so citizens' rights, financial settlement, the Northern Irish border issue, and there will be movement to talk about transition uh, arrangements uh, and a transition framework. Now, uh, if those things look like they're going well, but it looks like it will be tight on getting ratification and approval of the final deal, then it might be that there's an agreement to stick a bit more time on at the end, uh, during which time you just would be doing ratification. So it wouldn't be extra negotiating time as such, it would be ratification time. Now that would be a bit of sophistry, but one which uh, might serve uh, all sides' uh, interests. Delays are likely, but whether that leads to pausing is a different matter. Last thought on this really is back to the UK's perspective. Yes, there's an advantage in having a bit of time to get your act together, but it will also push back the date at which the UK leaves. And for any government that is committed to the UK leaving the EU in line with the referendum results, as this uh, uh, Conservative uh, government uh, is, then that starts to look like a slippery slope. And you could imagine that there will be pushback from backbenchers who worry that this is just the start of a longer uh, effort to try and avoid actually leaving. So delay looks attractive, but it also comes with very many problems. So I wouldn't expect to see anything now, but maybe in a year we'll be coming back to this one.